1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos. My co-host, Corey Wooten. Thank you so much for checking us out on YouTube. Comment and question below, and thank you for listening on SiriusXM. we got a fantastic Bears preview episode coming up in about 25 seconds. But first, our sponsor, BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events. They've got first-to-market odds and lines, and you can find it for every single sport, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, combat sports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information with even live in-game betting, props, and futures. So what are you waiting for? Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use promo code BELIEVE50. BELIEVE50. B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get that bonus. Bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. Uh, you know, we, we took a little time off. We're going to do a bears Texas preview. We're going to talk a little bit about bears Packers, but first let's bring in my co-host. He's former bears defensive end, Northwestern wildcat and a man. What Jersey we rocking today. My man, Corey, uh, welcome to the pod.
0: I, I got the Tim Hardaway Jersey. I was, from Golden I, State. It looked
1: like run TMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to guess. And I was like, you didn't yep. do Weber on me. Did you? I was like, Oh, no, nah,
0: no, nah, I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Hardaway, baby. People sleep on him, man. He, you he, is a killer out there man him and Chris Mullins you, you know what time it is maybe these young these young cats nowadays don't don't really know what the deal is but that, that's me always old school jerseys I was wearing the Chris Weber the other day that's how we have to do it Sacramento
1: what could have happened even with the uh, Sprewell too as well on those early teams as well they had a exactly. lot of talent there in Golden State now look at them now they're doing terrible <laughs> Corey um we do want to talk about Bears Texans today but you know what I think the Bears universe is still kind of reeling um for reasons that I find to be understandable but are a little bit irrational in terms of what happened with the Bears-Packers losing 27-10 to on Sunday Night Football. Corey, just break it down for us. You know, what was your yeah. biggest takeaway from that game? And talk a little bit to Bears fans that are maybe, you know, on the ledge right now after week two.
0: Yeah, so my biggest t- takeaway is is the Bears can't stop the run. Right, that's yeah. something that we thought they would be able to do under Matt Eberflus the discipline, and what, what he was able to do with the Indianapolis Colts being their defensive coordinator, right? They were able to stop the run and get turnovers, right? The turnover part has been there, right? At times, we've been able to turn the ball over, but we haven't been able to stop the run at all. And in this league, right, if you cannot stop the run, you cannot win games because... Then the play actions, the pass opens up, Uh, you know, it's, it's really hard. They catch you off balance a lot of times. So that's been the most surprising takeaway for me defensively. And as well as Roquan Smith really struggled in that game, you know, uh, yeah. we didn't see him flying around the field. Um, I know he's playing a new position. He's playing an outside position. He's used to the mic. Is he playing market. the
1: right position? Is he playing no. the right position, Corey? Nope.
0: He, he's yeah. a mic. And, and I think people fail to realize, Oh, it's just, he's just shifting over a little bit, but you got to think of everything from your alignment from your keys, what you're looking at is all different now. And people fail to realize that he didn't have a full training camp. So I think he's a little bit out of shape conditioning wise. And I think that's evident because we're not seeing him fly around. I think in that first game against the 49ers with with the conditions, the way it was, you didn't really need to showcase speed in, in a game like that. And I think that was evident in this game. You know, he just didn't seem like he was in condition and Hey, as a defensive lineman, you can maybe be, a little out of condition because we rotate, right? But as a linebacker, you're playing every play of that game, you know, especially Roquan. He's he's not coming out in the nickel situation. You know, He's going to be out there for all the plays of the game. So I don't think he's in condition yet. I don't think he's come, like, out of shape, like, to gained too much weight or anything. But playing shape is a real thing, right? And if you miss training camp, uh, some people can do it and be in shape still, but majority of people cannot miss a whole training camp. And then all of a sudden – Think they're going to be in condition. Uh, so I I think that was evident. And then you look at Kyler Gordon, right? And another guy they're trying to attack all day long, and he seems a little bit lost out there, seems a little hesitant. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers and company were attacking him. Uh Trey Lance and the 49ers were attacking him as well. And then a lot of times when he was the free hitter on run plays, right? He was he was kind of pitter-patting his feet, not taking a shot at that outside leg, trying to get that contained. So it's definitely concerning. I know he's a rookie and he's a young guy, and uh, it, it may be moving too fast for him right now. But he 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 needs to get ready in a hurry because this is going to be a long season, if not. Because Jalen Johnson hasn't had any targets at him in two games.
1: Isn't that incredible? All you need to know, Corey. That's all you need to know right exactly. now about how opponents are going to attack the Bears' defense. And exactly, Corey. And just real quick, dispel something. Kind of break it down, clarify for us. You know, a lot of we make a lot of about what the talent is currently on this Bears roster. In your opinion right now, is this leaning a little bit towards execution, and that's why it's so surprising, or is this mm-hmm. a lack of talent? Help Bears fans kind of understand yeah. that. Yeah, so defensively, so
0: defense, defensively I, I think it's a lack of execution because I'm looking at it even from the defensive line standpoint, right? A lot of guys were out of their gaps, right? And in the defense, especially this defense, the Tampa 2, everybody has a gap, and uh, usually the defensive line, right, the biggest thing you can do is either – if you're not in your gap, penetration kills everything, right? As long as you penetrate up the field – uh, it, it kind of negates you being out of your gap, right? So we didn't see a lot of penetration from the guys up front. And then we saw a lot of guys out of their gap. So, you know, all of a sudden you're out of your gap, you're not penetrating. All of a sudden there's a clear lane and these running backs, Jones and Dylan were, were getting hit at about seven, eight, 10 yards, 12 yards someplace. So it, it's hard for uh, a safety, uh, Eddie Jackson, you know, uh, brisker, to tackle uh, a big guy like Aaron Jones or Dylan down the field with a 10-yard head start, so I think that that's half the battle in there. Like we're just getting stuck on blocks. I looked at Roquan Smith and the linebackers; they were getting blocked at 10 yards downfield, and they just didn't have that separation, you know, all across the board from the front four to the linebacking core, and that's key, right? Because you know, you say everybody has a job, right? Yeah, yes, but you still have to make a play off it as a defensive lineman, right? I have I have the C gap. But listen, I shock and lock my defender, and if the ball comes inside, I shed it in there, and I'm able to make two, make a play inside. But that's what guys were failing to do. They're just thinking that you can maybe just do your job, and that's it at times. But the thing is, you have to make a play out there, and especially when you have some young guys on the outside, you know, Brisker, Gordon, you know, some of those guys. You, you, you need to do everything you can to rally to the football. Just guys were getting stuck on blocks out there.
1: Yeah, and the, I mean, again, we talked about after week one, after they won. He, a lot of teaching tape out there week two right. obvious. I think there's a lot of tape for this young defense to probably learn from and hopefully figure out. And they get a good opponent to hopefully mm-hmm. find, kind of turn the tide on that a little bit. Uh, Corey, we've got to go to the other side of the ball a little bit uh, yeah. before I reveal my thoughts and my emotions. Uh, just talk about where you're at with Justin Fields after his performance in week two. You
0: know, I, I think this is all on Luke Getsey, to be honest with you. People can say whatever they want about Justin Fields, but this is not on him. He's only had 28 passing attempts. And in the first game, it was a wash, right, with the weather and everything. You know, I'm, I'm I'm taking that with a grain of salt, right? I thought he made some good plays out there in the second half as a playmaker, but you you can't really fully evaluate him. In that second game against the Green Bay Packers, I look at that first drive, right? A lot of 21 personnel with Blazin game. And they're, they they ran the ball down their throats. They they drive. I think I think their worst play was four yard gain uh, mm-hmm. on, on that drive. You know, uh, Justin Fields only had one pass, but it was a great uh, pass to Saint Brown. And you know, then on the play that they scored, right, uh, boot him one on one over Sean Gary. Good luck, Chuck hits the end zone. Right, great play calling. Right, and then all of a sudden, like we talked about on that second drive, what do they do? Gun run. Right. Yeah, pass the ball. Gun run all this and then they do four three and outs at that point and I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm going through I'm saying you just ran the ball down their throats. Right. They had no answer for that. And then all of a sudden you're going to change it up. That, that doesn't make sense. It was like guess he was trying to get too cute. He's at his homecoming for Green Bay. And I'm, I'm just thinking like this was just working for you guys. Well, and quite- why would you all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, and that flea flicker on the first drive, too, as well, I think that kind of that wet the appetite for him a little bit, too, because they scored on that drive, and then he's coming back, and he's maybe wanted to show it out a little bit more.
0: Exactly. You can do that, but but stick to your bread and butter, right? Stick yeah. to an eye formation. Stick to Blasen game. I mean, he was an absolute beast in there. Uh, the stats were he had 13 plays in there. I think it was like 30% of the plays, right? And I think there was an average of seven yards of pop when he was in the game. So I think that tells you everything you need to know. As a former defensive guy, right, we hated going against guys that had a fullback, you know, two tight ends, a tight end, because you knew it was going to be a long day. Because if they have a fullback, that dude's a beast. And then all of a sudden, you know, a linebacker or, you know, they they, they slide down the tackle and then all of a sudden I'm going one-on-one on on a guy that's trying to knock my block off, you know, at the defensive end position. So that's that's a different animal, you know. It's smash-mouth football. It's old school. A lot of teams still don't do it. But it's really hard to defend. I know everybody says, oh, it's a passing league. But I formation with a fullback, that is a hard to defend. And Green Bay had no answer for that. So I'm asking Getsy, what's the deal, bro? Like you, you go for something that works. And then all of a sudden you try something that doesn't work. And then you don't adjust off that. So that's what I was very confused about. And you're talking about molding a young quarterback. Everybody says, Oh, he needs to pass the ball more and all this. Four three and outs, right? You look at the time and position. Uh Green Bay had the ball, I think, for, uh, was it like, four, what was it, 37 minutes? I think there's something like that, something along those well, lines. And,
1: and, and, Corey, but and I think you're going in the same direction I'm going in a little bit. Where Keep in mind, too, as well, that when we want to talk about Justin Fields in that first half, mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers scored on three of the first four drives. Exactly. There's two sides of the football. And sometimes, even with a young quarterback or a veteran quarterback, if the other team scores three of the first four times yep. – it's going to mess you up offensively if you don't keep your head a little bit, you know, on that swivel, a little bit even exactly. keel and stick to a game plan. And I, I can kind of understand that once they got up to 24 points, game plan kind of flies out the window. We saw it with Matt Nagy way too often yeah. last year, and getsy I think, fell prey to that a little bit.
0: But but the thing was, at, at that point, right, you know, uh, Green Bay had scored on the following drive with Jones, I believe. He scored a yeah, touchdown, and, right? Yeah, when they scored 10-7, so I, went, I went, oh, yeah. shit. I went, oh, no. Yeah, but yeah. but but even even then, the, pump the brakes, right? The game is not yeah. out of reach by any means. You go back to exactly what you're doing, right? And then you run it down the throats again, and then you score another touchdown. All of a sudden, you're up 14-10. And if you want to go back and forth all day, let's do it, right? Let's make this a high-scoring game, if, if that's the case. But they could not stop that I formation. Like, I don't know why he got away from it. And I think he's doing Justin Fields a disservice because I think Justin Fields has the ta- all the talent, right? But I've told you this. The, the difference that makes molding young quarterbacks is the coordinator, right? You look at all the great coordinators in the league. And you look at what they're doing in Philly with Jalen Hurts, right? Oh, I don't buy into Jalen Hurts it's that and the other. Look what they've done with him. He looks great out there, right? And and they're they're putting him in a position to succeed. And that's what Luke Getsy needs to do with Justin Fields because Justin Fields should be a perennial Paul Pro Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. He has all the talent. He can make all the throws. And I I I think he's Lamar Jackson esque, and I I I think he has a better arm than him, right? He obviously has to make the throws and mold himself as a quarterback, understand defenses, all that. But his development is based on Luke Etsy. So we're gonna see, you know, Darnell Mooney saying he's only gonna be here for two years because he's such a genius. Let's see it. Let's let's see if you're this genius that we're talking about, right? Because in that game, it looked like you tried to get too cute. Just 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 like uh old buddy Kyle Shanahan, right? In that first game, tried to get yeah. too cute in the second half. And that's the classic example of, of coordinators that are that are skilled, but then all of a sudden they, they get two in their heads, right? Andy Reid, it doesn't matter. He takes what the defense is giving you, right? It doesn't matter about this, that, and the other. He's doing stuff that that benefits Patrick Mahomes all day, every day. And that's, that's why he's able to be so successful.
1: Yeah. And I, there's another part of it too, as well. And I think it's a little bit human nature. You see it across all versions of sports when they, when you have an opponent that let's be honest is just a level above you right now, mm-hmm. talent wise, tier wise, success wise, whatever you want to call it, it can mess with your head a little bit and mm-hmm. can kind of get you to play outside of yourself in ways that the results might not be very appealing. Corey, mm-hmm. before we move on to Corey, uh, we're going to move on to bears Texans in just a second, mm-hmm. get your keys for a bears victory, hopefully in week three. But here we got to dive into this real quick where a lot of Twitter right now is saying I am nervous about Justin Fields. There's the camp that says it's Getzy, and there's a lot of people that say, you know, what's the deal with him right now? Is it fair? This is kind of where I'm landing on this because I've gone back and forth on this the whole time where I completely agree with you in terms of get right now and we can go to Cole Komet not getting involved just scripting Darnell Mooney touches, because how do you not help Justin Fields without getting Darnell Mooney, the ball in his hands somehow, some way, Mm -hmm. is it also possible, Corey, that, you know, gets the aside, uh, Green Bay Packers aside, is this one of those moments where like, I like Justin Fields. I think that he's really talented, but I'm going to use a basketball analogy because you're wearing a Tim Hardaway Jersey right now. Mm -hmm. Is this like kind of like a number one pick in the draft shooting five for 18 in a game? Did Justin Fields just kind of have, not his best game. I mean, and I'm not saying that it's all his fault, but sometimes that happens, right? I mean, he overshot Mooney on that one throw. That was a little uncharacteristic in my opinion. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of plays on Twitter right now of him missing a wide open streaking equinemia, St. Brown. And then, you know, there's that moment too, where you just see when Justin Fields goes back, you see his right hip dip a little bit. And that's when you think that he's loading up and he just doesn't quite deliver the ball. Is it also fair to say that I'm not worried about Justin Fields, but also at the same time, I just think he didn't play very well. You know what I mean? Like, and he yeah. played against the Green Bay Packers. It's okay. Like, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have bad games. Like, it's exactly.
0: All right. Yeah, I, I don't think he played the best. But you got to yeah. think of this from 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 a young quarterback standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. You look at you look at in that second half of the San Francisco game, right? And you look at the, the mm. impact of how, getting that run game going and what it did for him when he could get on the move, right? Got him confident, right? And he's yep. looking at the first read, second read, third read, fourth read to Pettis. Then all of a sudden, you, you you're, know, you're, you're getting I'll his juices, right? Yep. It's, it's about it's, it's about like you know when when you're older in the league, right? The older guys, they need a little bit more warm up to get going. You know what I mean? Like Tom Who Brady coming. Stop it! That yeah. was directed at me. <laughs> I yeah, stretch for he, twenty minutes before I can do one. push. Exactly. <laughs> you know before before the golf round nowadays. You know you got to get a little loose and get that back loose. Uh, yeah, and you can't man. turn the same way. I but hear uh, you. yeah. But, but I think with, with Justin Fields, that, that's, that's what gets him going, right? Yeah. The running game, when you can get him on the move. And, you know, I think, I think Getsy realizes that. But sometimes uh, coordinators get caught up in, in everything going on in the game. And it's against his old team. And he was, listen, do what works, right? Because it doesn't matter if they ran the ball 50 times in that game and they won the game. Like you, you look you look at Aaron Rodgers stats, right? And Aaron Rodgers said he played a bad game. He didn't play a bad game by any means, right? But he for did, him he did whatever yeah, he wanted, pretty exactly. much. You know? But but yeah. he said he said, I gotta play better. And listen, he was 19 of 24, 234 yards with a crazy rating, a super efficient. So, hey, the thing is, you take what the defense is giving you, right? And even a guy yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, they could have passed the ball as much as they wanted to, but why do that when the run game was working? Just like the Bears, the run game was working, so why would you change that? So, I, I think, you know, Twitter needs to pump the brakes on the the Justin Fields hate. I feel like Justin Fields' development is all on Luke Getse. So, they're saying he's this brilliant guy, this brilliant uh, game caller. Let's see it. Let's see it, yeah. right? You know, I, you're going you're going against the Texans this week that have, have played two teams pretty tough. You know, they've been gashed a little bit in the run game, so that's in our favor. But, but let's let's see what you got, right? Because Justin Fields, he he should be like I said, he should be a Pro Bowler in a couple of years for sure. Like yeah. he has all the talent, he has everything. Like it's it's a nightmare matchup when he gets going. like, like I said, Lamar Jackson-esque. So it would be a shame to waste his talent, right, and his development. By a coordinator that can't get things going.
1: Look, man, I, I'm right there with you on that. And that that definitely opened up my eyes to a lot of stuff. I'm just trying to think about, we talk about it all the time. Justin Fields' development. It's not a linear path. It's going to mm-hmm. ebb and flow. And just like every other player, like our defense, our offensive line, Justin Fields, we're going to have good games. We're going to have bad games. We're a young team and if you look back and you say oh Justin Fields didn't play very well week two against the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau but had a great season this year what is it going to mean and I'm just saying that in baseball you can strike out three times and play the next day basketball you can shoot five for 18 and then the next night you can light it up In football it's different because you get that one shot and then people digest for the next six days is he the guy should we be this should we you know I mean like let's just see it moving forward and let's just see what happens with Justin Fields and I think that he's the kind of guy that can bounce back, Corey, which leads us to week 3 yep. Bears versus Texans, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh give us your first key. What's it going to take for the Bears? What's a Corey's key to get, have the Bears pick up a victory in week 3?
0: Stop the run, right? Uh yeah, you, you look at the Texans, they really haven't really got after the running game like they should. I mean, Pierce is super talented. I know, you know, I've, I've been on a couple sports talk radio in Houston and they were saying how um, unhappy the fans and and you know, everybody was with the lack of the running game, you know, because they haven't gave Pierce the touches that they wanted. He's flashed. I mean, looking at the film, I mean, he's explosive out there. They have Burkhead as well. It's kind of like that Swiss army knife, you know, kind of like Danny Woodhead, you know, Mm -hmm. catch it out of the backfield, can run the ball as well, can line up in the slot. So they have a lot of options on there. Brandon Cooks, uh, Collins, um, OJ Howard, they signed as well. So they, they have a lot of talent there. Davis Mills, kind of similar to justin fields right now he's really trying to get things going um but yeah we we have to be able to to stop that run because in two games i mean we're averaging almost five to six yards a pop given up in the run so 170 you, you rushing
1: yards a game 170 yeah. rushing yards a game
0: that, that's terrible right and i i thought before the season started we thought this would be you know an 80 to 90 yard you know a game type deal and and it's been far from that they've been gashed in the run. And Iber Floos, like I said, his defenses have normally stopped the run, and we haven't been able to do that thus far. So stop the run. That's that's number one defensively.
1: Yeah, and hopefully at home they're going to be able to do that. And just honestly, it's a good matchup for the Bears to really focus on stopping the run this week. You had Trey Lance in week one, worried about that contain outside the pocket. Aaron Rodgers, a billion things you have to worry about inside, outside the pocket, and all over the field. No offense to Davis Mills, but I think this is a good week for them to really kind of focus in on that. I'm right there with you. Uh, Corey, give us another key. What's another key to a Bears victory in week th- week three?
0: Uh, stick stick with the full fullback, right? Blazing game yeah. has been an absolute beast in there. Let's, let's do 21 personnel all day and mm-hmm. let them stop it, right? Because uh, you look at the Texans tape, and they've struggled to stop the run. They're similar to the Bears. These teams have a lot of similarities right now. So let's get the running game going. Let's work the play action off of it. And I'm not worried about how many passes Justin Fields have. Obviously, we need to get him some more touches. But if we can control the possession, right? Last week, I think it was 41 to 22 time possession in favor of Green Bay. If we can control the possession, it's going to open up everything in the passing game. You you look at Green Bay. That's what they're able to do by the running game, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers threw 19 to 24 because of the running game. And I think if Justin Fields can kind of get that number, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25, you know, attempts, that'd be good. But everything's going to be set up the running game. So get that running game going, 21 personnel. And it's so much harder for a defensive linemen to rush when you're in that personnel, right? Because it's easier to disguise the play action and helping, uh, you know, an O-line that's kind of been the weak spot of, of this team, you know, people say. So I think everything will be easier once you get in that 21 personnel. And game is an absolute beast as a fullback right it's old school style smash mouth and that's what the Bears identity needs to be right now
1: and Corey as we've covered through the first two games of the season especially this last week you have already talked about you know issues with rookies in the secondary maybe being a little bit unsure getting a little you know happy feedback there maybe not tackling with pure fundamentals we've talked about the defensive line mm-hmm. and we've talked about Roquan Smith maybe being out of position talked a little bit about getting Darnell Mooney going. Where is Cole Komet? The one thing, Corey, that the Bears need to look at right now that's working is David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert and running the football right now. Right. So you have to start from that place. That is the marker where you begin and build off of, in my personal opinion. Exactly. And Corey, you know, th- I, I don't know if this is a key. I'm going to throw my key out right now. And maybe this is just a larger topic. And I know we just brought him up and I know he's a big topic in conversation right now on Twitter, but I think I think we're entering that era and Corey, we talked about it last year, and this is a different one. This is a more of an optimistic one where I said, you know, beginning now, I think we're going to get our pen and pad out and start writing notes about Matt Nagy last year. I think if you look at the Bears' schedule moving forward, I think this is the time when we start looking at this stretch for Justin Fields. And I think we can really start learning a lot about not just what he's going to be, but the glimpses of what this team may need to help him. And what he needs to do to improve upon we've got the Texans coming up the commanders uh, the Patriots don't look like they're that great Um, there's a lot the Giants I mean they're 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 a team that we can compete against and I think this is a great stretch coming up and I think it begins week three with getting Justin Fields going and I but I mean by that I'm with you man I agree with you. We don't need to see him throw 25, 28 times a game. I don't think that's the kind of player he has to be or the type of player he ever may be mature into, but we need to get him in the right situations. And like you said, get that confidence going where he can start ripping again and start seeing the field one, two, three, look, and start ripping the ball with confidence. This guy right here, is the most important thing that we have going on in the Bears organization right now and we need to do everything we can to get him going and I think this is the perfect week at home versus a Houston Texans team to figure yeah. out ways to get that confidence going again and get him ripping it again because I, I, I was just so impressed week one that once they he found that rhythm and that confidence that he started playing with this instinct and this leadership quality that I was like, man, I don't think I've ever seen this in a Bears uniform before. Yeah. And when you play the Packers on the road and you're a young quarterback, yeah. look, I'm not expecting the world out of him, but I want to see him get it back this week. And I think exactly. that's going to be a huge key for the Chicago Bears in week three. Exactly.
0: I'm looking forward to this game because I think this is going to tell us a lot about Luke Getzey in general, right? Yeah. It's going to tell us a lot about Eber Fluss and Alan Williams, right? Because there's so much expectations, especially about the defense, because that's what I'm most disappointed in is probably the defense, right? Because you have a young quarterback. This is supposed to be, uh, you know, the backbone of the team, the defense monsters, of the midway. And it's, it's been far from that, right? We haven't been able to stop the run, uh, pass rush was decent at times, uh, in the green Bay game. Um, you know, same thing with 49ers. But the thing is to be the backbone of this team to really help Justin Fields out, the defense needs to bow up. And, and that's key. That's a non-negotiable and, and, Eberflus and Allen Williams. Let's get the defense going this week, right? We need our best performance stopping the run. Houston's going to try to come out, and then Luke Etsy, This is your audition right here, right? You're talking about you, you're the you're this talented play caller. Uh, you know, Darnell Mooney said he's this genius. He's only going to be here for two years. Well, Let's hey, you, you look like you outsmarted yourself on, on on Sunday, Sunday night, in in the big stage against your old team. So let's see how you make these adjustments going forward. Let's see how you mold Justin Fields. Let's see how you script for him. Let's see how you script yeah. for success. Because like I said, in this league, right, it's all about the coordinator with the young quarterbacks, right? There's some guys that can come in any situation, i.e. Aaron Rodgers, right? Didn't matter where he was going into. He had the he had everything up here, right? He had the confidence. He had everything. He was waiting on his opportunity, right? But not everybody's like that. It's all about scripting for success. Look what Dable did. For Josh Allen, right? Look what yeah. Andy Reid has done for Patrick Mahomes. And look what they've done for Jalen Hurts this year. So Luke Getze, follow that game plan, right? It doesn't have to be pretty early on, right? You look at the difference between Jalen Hurts week one and week two, right? Getting them confident. And then all of a sudden, we'll open it up a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you can do it. So it's a process, right? Rome wasn't built overnight, just like Justin Fields' progress, right? So let's stick with the running game, you know, with Blazin' game. And then it'll open up the play action. Then we can take shots to Darnell Mooney and company. So I want to see Luke Getze. I want to see Allen Williams. Let, let's see Let's see you guys as a, as a play caller. Let's see defensively and offensively, because this is a huge game. Teams are both very similar. And it would be a shame after this to, to be one and two, right? Let's be one, two and one this week. And let's continue moving forward, especially offensively, because this season is more so than anything about Justin Fields' development. And progress as QB number one, right? Because I th- I think Chicago, you know, at, at quarterback situation they've never been able to figure out, right? <laughs> Even Jay Cutler, right? That's arguably the best quarterback that's ever been in Chicago numbers. But, but listen, we need a stud here. You know, we need a guy that's going to be a game breaker. It's going to be a perennial Pro Bowler. That's going to be able to lead the team to the playoffs every year. Make runs at the playoff. Uh, make makes runs at the Super Bowl every year, rather. So. This, yeah. this is, this is going
1: forward. Justin feels development. And that's what it's been. It's been one step forward, two steps back, but I really think week three, Corey, this is when the season starts for me. It mm-hmm. really is. Cause the first week, right? The rain, second week, green Bay looked. me and you just looked at each other and we said loss. You know what I mean? We, we yeah. weren't even really thinking about it because we, there's that stigma and the shadow of Aaron Rodgers. I think mm-hmm. the season starts this week, Corey, uh, exactly. we're going to do Corey's stories before we get out of here, but it's time for final yeah. prediction. Having said that, Corey, mm-hmm. Should I go first? Do you want to go first on this? You one? go first. Okay. Are you ready for this, Corey? I'm ready. Uh, week Week Three: Bears Texans. The Chicago Bears will beat the Houston Texans thirty-one to ten. Corey, that's right. I'm going out there.
0: Wow. I am. I, I was am I thinking around the same. Lo- same. Are same you ready? Right? Uh, but but I, I I got the Bears number as thirty-one, and then uh-huh. I got the Texans seventeen.
1: Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. Look, I think I think bounce back for both sides of the football. Yeah. And I think personally that if if we if this works out the way that we think it's going to work out where Mooney does get involved We're getting Mm -hmm. some points on the board. I think it's incumbent on the Bears' offense to keep going and keep pushing. I don't think there's going to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. let's just run down the clock with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be score, score, score. I like four touchdowns. I like a field Mm -hmm. goal. I'm not saying this is a coming out performance, Bears fans. I'm just saying this is a bounce back, a get right, get the vibes going the right way. And I think that the team is going to respond to this coaching staff because everything so far throughout training camp makes me believe that this team responds to the coaching staff. I think we're going to see that in week three, man
0: yeah no i i agree with you i think it's like I it's said, so funny we, we, we thought it was a big 31 one. I, it. I said thirty-one seventeen. i think they're gonna get the offense going because i think luke Getsey has lost sleep over his his lack of play calling in in that huge stage on sunday night football i think you know everybody was hyping him up to be this genius and they thought 49ers game hey you know he did what he did you know with the weather and whatnot and i i think i think he's upset about it because i i think he he knows he missed an opportunity to to challenge the Packers, really challenge them, like down to the wire. If he would have kept with that twenty one personnel, so I think they're gonna get get the the passing game going. You know, off the running game. I think that's gonna be the big thing. You get Justin Fields on the move. You're gonna get him going. You're gonna get David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and I think the defense this week is going to stop the run because I think you know Allen Williams. You know, I think Eber is stressing, like, listen, this has been an embarrassment. Like, we're supposed to be a great defense, right? We're supposed to be disciplined. We're supposed to have hits principle. And we haven't seen any of that, right? We've been able to get the ball out, but we have not been able to stop the run. So I think this week they're going to have a great performance. Texas offense hasn't been that good. So this is one of those confidence booster games, you know, where I think the Bears can really take advantage of of a team that's kind of in, in a similar predicament and being at home with the crowd noise behind you. Um, So I'm looking for the Bears, you know, to put up, like you said, four touchdowns, and I'm looking for the defense to stop the run this week.
1: Yeah, four touchdowns, I'm thinking one for Monty, one for Khalil Herbert, and one rushing for Justin Fields, one passing for Justin Fields. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And, Corey, you're totally right, man. You're telling me as a former defensive lineman looking at that tape, of watching Aaron Jones watching just completely untouched for six or seven, eight yards Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Oh no, sorry. It's not the same play guys. It's a different play watching it over and over again, dude. That's gotta be burning through these defensive players minds a little bit. And, and dude, speaking of uh, before we get out of here, Corey stories, uh, the bears play the Houston Texans with a certain head coach named lovey Smith. Uh, Happy to see lovey back in the NFL uh, head coach again. Uh, Just talk a little bit about, give me a lovey story, yeah. Uh, something in yeah. the locker room, maybe something from tape. Uh, yeah. Give me anything that you'd like.
0: Well, I'll give you one story that's a little emotional, you know, for, for a lot of people that play with him. So when he got fired in 2012, after going 10 and 6, we had the end of the season meeting, Um, you know, as we do as a team, you know, after every season. um, And, you know, we had been informed. He told us that he he had been let go. Uh, you know, by Phil Emery. And, uh, you know, grown men in that room were crying, you know, the fact that Lovey Smith was uh, being fired, you know, no, nobody could understand why how you go 10 and six, you have a top five defense, and all of a sudden they fire him, you know, and and it it was what it was, you know, Phil Emery, uh, you know, he started the demise of of, (laughs) of that Bears, uh, you know, defense as we know it and team as we know it. So, um, you know, that, that, Phil, that's, Phil, that's another... <laughs> Phil Emery. Phil Emery is
1: kind of ground zero for where we're still trying to work out of today. Corey.
0: Yeah. Th- e- think exactly. about it though.
1: Really, really think about he it. He did.
0: You know, yeah. And lot. I, I think that was the demise of things because if you think about it, you have a top five defense, people would kill for that all day. Right. Give lovey another year and say, listen, I have control of the offensive staff. You control the defense. I'll stick with the offense and give him one season to prove it right off of, off of what you that, that's what I would have done. You didn't know?
1: Adrian? Didn't Adrian Peterson beat the Packers? Is that the year that exactly, Peterson ran yep. over the Packers and he mm-hmm. bounced you guys out of the playoffs?
0: It, exactly. Exactly. So they, yeah, they played Minnesota at Minnesota. But yeah. you know, oh, having yeah. such a great defense, and then all of a sudden next year, with the exception of Urlacher, we had the same unit, but with Tressman and uh, company, and we went to dead last in every category. I think that tells you the the lovey effect that people love him, love, wanted to play for him. And, uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I root for him always, you know, because I think he's a great coach. Uh, he does things the right way. Um, you know, he's a real players coach and and people love him.
1: Yeah. And it's just really incredible. I'll never forget too as well that you only go back 16 years and him and Tony Dungy were the first two black coaches to coach in a Super Bowl. Exactly. Isn't that that crazy? I mean, obviously, you know, you know, Tomlin, Tomlin's led the way since then, but you think man, 16 years, you're like, That's not that long ago. What, what, what the hell is that about? And I'm glad to see lovey back in the NFL because I think he got kind of a tough shake in Tampa Bay. And then obviously has sort of kind of worked his way back. And I'm glad Houston's given him a shot. And you know what? I don't think Houston Texans are very talented, but I think they're going to be actually a really respectable outfit. And I, even though I'm picking 31 to 10 Corey, I think that they're going to give teams like a really hard time this year. They might not win a lot of games, but I think they're going to play really hard.
0: Look what they did with dangerous, you know, Russell Wilson. They gave him, they gave him a fit, you know, last week. So yeah. Yeah. came down to the wire. I mean, they could easily be two and zero at this point. I mean, they played both teams. They had the the tie in overtime, you know, the the first week, and then uh, took dangerous down down to the wire. And uh, you know, you can say what you want about Nathaniel Hackett and the locker room and whatnot. I mean, it seems like a pretty pretty interesting situation there. But I mean, they could easily be two and zero at this point, the Texans. So they yeah. they played some good football, and a it hasn't been pretty. But it's kind of like that bend but don't break defense. You know, they let up a lot of a lot of plays in the running game, but when it comes down to it, they're not letting up a lot of touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I know where uh, the Chicago Bears fans are giving uh, Luke Getz a hard time this week. The other Green Bay Packer coach that's left uh, is a totally different story altogether. Corey, Corey, we got to get out of here. Today's episode of Believe in Bears was presented by BetOnline.ag. Fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero. Follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Follow Corey Wooten at Corey Wooten. And make sure you check out Corey Wooten's pregame, halftime, postgame on CHGO after enduring during before during and after every single bears game he does it all folks uh what can i say thank you so much for checking us out on youtube comment and question below thanks for listening to us on sirius xm uh Corey, you know sign us off man and hopefully we talk after a bears win
0: yeah another great week here uh look, looking forward to seeing this week right because this is a, this is a critical part, part of the season right coordinators that's what i'm going to be looking to the most this week right what's their plan what's going forward you know how, how the defense is going to stop the run because that's that's been the Achilles heel. And then offensively, how are we going to mold Justin Fields? That's that's the biggest thing this week. So looking forward to hopefully an impressive performance. And it doesn't have to woo and why you with the stats, but it's all about quantity, right? I want to see yeah. good passes. I want to see good attempts. I want to see confidence up here because it's all about molding that young quarterback, Justin Fields. One, we we, we need to see it, right? And Luke getsy this is all on you. Like, right? Like, like Matt Nagy, Mitchell Trubisky was all on you. So let's see, let's see it. Let's see your best performance. Let's see your best play calling for Justin Fields to get him going.
1: Bears versus Texans week three. It's a good week for good tape. Uh, good Good to have you back. Love you, Smith. But I think it's a bounce back Bears week. Thank you so much for listening. And remember this weekend, make sure you bear down. Bear down, baby. Bear down.